0: All right, you guys are live.
1: Thank you.
2: Good evening and welcome to the February 9th, 2023 meeting of the Alameda Rec and Park Commission. Uh, To begin, we will go ahead
3: and do roll call. Great, thank you. Let's see. We've got Commissioner Robbins. Here. Commissioner Jones. Here. Vice Chair Alexander. Here. And Chair Navarro. Present. And I wanted to announce um, that uh, Commissioner Nguyen, uh, due to circumstances outside her control, is no longer um, able to join us as a commissioner, so we will be um, posting for anyone uh, interested in applying on the commission. Um, And uh, just wanted to say personally how grateful I am for her. She just did an incredible job and brought a unique perspective, was willing to speak her mind. And, and um, I I will miss her. I think she brought a lot to this commission. All right. I agree.
2: Uh, the first item of business is the approval of the minutes from our January 12th, 2023 meeting of the commission. Can I get a motion to approve the minutes?
4: I'll motion to approve the minutes.
2: All right. Moved by Commissioner Alexander. Do I have a second? I'll second. All right. A second by Commissioner Jones. Could I get a vote, please?
3: Yes. Uh, Commissioner Robbins. Yes. Commissioner Jones. Yes. Yes. Vice Chair Alexander. Yes. And chair Navarro. Yes.
2: Uh, That passes. All right. Uh, Our first item on the agenda is item three written and oral communication for anything on. Anything not on this evening's agenda. Do we have any speakers?
3: So, Uh, sorry, go ahead, Artie.
0: uh, Currently, there are seven attendees and no one is raising their hands.
2: Okay. And just to reiterate, this is the time in the evening. If you have something you'd like to speak about that's not specifically agendized, here's your chance. Okay. All right, moving on. We have the report from our acting Parks director and
3: also the acting assistant city manager, Amy Woldridge. Great, thank you. Um yes, in point I wanted to start with um introducing, I know you met him last. Month, But uh, David Limesater is here. He is uh, as of February 28th, I will be uh, formally appointed as the assistant city manager. And so Dave has graciously after a month on the job, agreed to step up as the acting recreation and parks director. He's going to do fantastic job. I am excited about it. And he is going to be supported by um, Matt Nolan, who you all know, who is our parks manager, and he is moving up to acting. Uh, recreation services manager. So they're going to be a good team. They have very complementary skills and knowledge sets. Um, and then we're bringing uh, Eric Volnar, our park supervisor, will step up as acting park manager. Um, and so we're bringing up some parks folks in, in, in different roles and we'll give uh, a variety of people an opportunity to try some, some new positions and see how they like them. So from here on out, um, Dave will be leading these meetings um, and will be your contact. Uh, in addition, uh, oh, I also want to mention that we will be doing full recruitment uh, for the uh, Recreation and Parks Director position, uh, ARPD staff. Uh, I've told them all they will be very closely involved in the hiring process. So That's anticipated to take approximately five months or so. Um, another important note is that all Commission boards and council meetings are now in person as of March 1st. Uh, the governor lifted the state of the emergency, so the Brown Act requirements are back in force. Uh, so uh, I had emailed earlier a, a more, uh, well, the city clerk emailed a more detailed uh, information about that if you have any questions. But overall, what it means is uh, this body will be meeting in council, council chambers again for your March meeting. Um, You will be broadcast on TV, as you were before. Um, It will be hybrid in that um, it will also be broadcast via Zoom, and the public then may attend and speak either in person in council chambers or via Zoom, uh, and it will continue to be streamed by Facebook Live. So I want to give a shout out personally to the City Clerk staff because they have done just a phenomenal job in figuring out uh, the technology of all, of that all. It sounds simple and it's not. Um, so so they've done an incredible job make, uh, figuring that all out. Um, Catherine also asked for if you would let us know. Um, if you would let me know if you want us to continue providing paper copies of the full packet. Um, we were doing that pre-pandemic and she's been uh, you know, providing them. Is that something that you all want to continue receiving? <clears throat> I see a no from Eric. You can go on uh, off mute and let me know.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't want it. I think it's, from my perspective, a waste of paper.
3: Alexander, you want a copy?
4: Um, I would like to have a copy ahead of time because I found when we were at the council chambers, a lot of those packets were handed to me that evening and I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to review them. You know, some of them because some of them are this thick and I didn't want to print them at home. Mm-hmm. So I would like to have that ahead of time as we have now. I'd be happy to pick it up.
3: So, how about this? Um, instead of doing it now, let's let's instead um if you please reach out to um either me or Catherine, and let us know if you'd like to pick it up ahead of time. And we'll have it like she does now. We'll have it available at the ARPD office for you to be able to pick up. Eric duly noted that that you don't need a paper copy for the for Philly and, and Tara. Let us know. Uh, just you Tara, no. Philly, yes. Okay. So we'll have two. That was easy. We'll have two copies um, at, at the office for you to pick up.
0: So just for clarification, though, I mean, we will receive it online. And Absolutely, that's, that's how I read everything anyway.
3: So yep, and I, you're welcome to bring a you know a, a laptop or what have you to. It, it, there's all plugins at the dais um, if if you if you'd like to have it in front of you that way. Um, the other quick thing I wanted to check is if, if who? Well, never mind. We'll talk about this when we're doing next agenda. Um, Another, so a few uh, announcements for you. Um, One is that uh, ARPD will be hosting a community input meeting and a survey, I don't have the exact timeline yet, um, but it will be about the city's holiday celebration and decorations at City Hall. Um, So you can anticipate that'll be happening sometime in the next few months. Um, Upcoming community events, uh, tomorrow night, Friday, February 10th uh, at the Oak Club from 6 to 8.30 PM, we have the Family Snowball Dance Party. There's Registration's been going great. We've been really excited with it um, coming. It's our first one out of the pandemic. Um, We also have shifted it, um, which I'm really excited about. It's much more open now for all family members um, and families can look so many different ways. I think it's just wonderful that it's now shifted um, as the family snowball dance. So we do still have some tickets available if anyone's interested and you're all of course welcome to stop by and say hi. Um, in terms of our Recreation Services Division, uh, the Ensignal Swim Center main pool is back open. Um, the heater was down, as you may recall, at both there and uh, Emma Hood at Alameda High School. Um, so Emma Hood is not yet open, but hopefully opening very soon. Um, and Ensignal Swim Center is at, at, back at full steam. So Lap Swim is back open and swim cent- lessons are beginning in March. Uh, our junior warriors basketball c- program is happening at Alameda point gym for kindergartners through fourth graders on Saturday mornings. Um, it's been a great success. We're excited to have brought that back. Um, the spring allocation for the Alameda point gymnasiums underway um, all ball fields and multi-purpose grass and turf play areas have been allocated uh, to the schools and youth groups for the spring season. So a shout out to uh, recreation supervisor one uh, Stacy Thomas, because this is, this is a large undertaking to do these allocations. It's many moving parts and many, it's one massive jigsaw puzzle um, with a lot of people who feel very strongly about their, their field space. Um, we are working through ish, continued issues with buildings and the, all the flooding that, that uh, occurred in some buildings uh, from those storms. Um, uh, Public works has been great in working with us, so we're, we're optimistic those are getting fixed. Uh, and then also staff is now already preparing for the upcoming summer programs, the, the activity guide will be hitting mailboxes soon in the next uh, few weeks, and the 4th of July parade coordination is is well underway. I also want to give a big congratulation to Recreation Assistant Juan Aguilar, he, uh, he got a new position as Recreation Coordinator with the City of San Pablo, um, and so he's been fantastic, he's been with us for uh, about two and a half years, and um, we're we're excited that he's growing uh in his in his you know he's he's early on in his career and, and he's taking this opportunity to grow um so we will also soon be recruiting for a new recreation assistant at mastic senior center uh we had the boomer dance party on january 20th and it was a huge success we had 135 people attending so um mr mckay and i are looking at ways that we can um, bring more dance parties because it's it was definitely uh, People loved it. We, the DJ played hits from Elvis, you know, doo-wop, Motown, uh, soul, psychedelic, disco. So it was a lot of fun. Um, The Mastic Garden harvested and gave a member 62 bags of produce in in January alone. Um, Items, and these are all fresh, all free. Uh, Items included lemons, lettuce, radishes, kale, pea shoots, parsley, bok choy, Swiss chard. in addition, the Mastic kitchen team distributed 11, 1,110 spectrum lunches for the month of January, uh, which is a new high and people are continuing to sign up every week. And the mercy brown bag program gave out 122 bags of free produce for the month of January. That happens twice a month on the first and third Thursdays. That's also a new high. So the need is there and our Mastic staff are working hard to meet that need. Um, the tax program has started uh, February 6th to February, April 18th. Uh, it's a free program in which um, uh, volunteers who are tax accountants um, prepare the, the, the tax returns. Um, and they're available Monday through Thursday. All of February is booked. So if folks are interested, they should sign up quickly. Um, and it's 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 an incredible program every year that just saves thousands and thousands of dollars for, for seniors in our community. Ballroom dancing is also back at Mastic every Wednesday from one to two and is already uh, almost full, which is great. We also have brought back our multimedia art exhibit, and that's taking place on March. The opening is taking place on March 21st at 1030 a.m. we also like to share every now and then a success story from our case management program that's a collaboration with Alameda Family Services. Uh, Sean Minter uh, is, is the case manager for that program. So uh, she had an 87 year old female who lives alone in Alameda who'd been experiencing loneliness and memory decline. Uh, a Mastic member had previously taken a computer class at the Mastic Center a couple of years ago, and the computer instructor was concerned for her well being and referred her to the case manager for a follow up. Um, an intake was completed and met with a client in her home. Since she doesn't drive anymore, um, they were able to reach out to a cousin who lives in Alameda and a daughter who lives in another state and discuss various options to help her deal with feelings of loneliness and isolation. Uh, they contacted Friendly Visitors, which is an agency that connects seniors with companions, and contacted a local, her local church where she was a member before COVID. So she's now scheduled for two home visits a week from her church outreach. And um, her cousin is is now supporting her emotionally as well as helping with weekly shopping and meal preparation. So, you know, this is somebody that really was having a lot of depression and loneliness issues and, and needed a lot of support. And so um, Sean was really able to, to make that bridge and provide that support, which we just deeply appreciate. Uh, park maintenance, uh, we removed the old rusted tennis lights at Franklin Park, so that project is complete. Uh, we poured a new concrete pad next to Cres- Cruzy Recreation Center uh, for the, and we'll be installing three picnic tables and po- possibly a barbecue. We also uh, started this week improvements on the pathway on Fernside Avenue near High Street, uh, and that'll take about three weeks. And then today, we actually had the first on-site meeting of the entire D-Pave Park design team. And so uh, we're we're launching that master plan process and that the community input, you can expect that to start in March. Um, And by the way, I am continuing with two projects. I will be continuing in my new role. Uh, I will still be managing D-Pave Park as well as um, the City Aquatic Center project. We are also currently soliciting proposals to replace the sport field lighting with LED, which will save us ongoing operational costs, and it's uh, better for the environment. And that was, Estuary Park is the first priority. So really the available budget and staff time will dictate how many lights we can convert to this fiscal year. Uh, This Saturday, February 11th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Main Street Linear Park, we're doing a volunteer tree and drought tolerant plant planting project with UC Berkeley Haas School of Business and 100,000 trees. Um, So it's not open to the general public because we already have a ton of volunteers there, but you are all welcome to stop by and say hi. Um, I wanna note that park staff put significant work in prior to this event, uh, including installing a new irrigation system with a clock, valves, wires, and running drip irrigation to the landscape area to make sure that that these plants and trees will survive and thrive. Um, so once completed, this entire area near uh, near Stargell will be transformed with trees and plants. So um, we're looking forward to that. Lastly, the city is uh, currently taking public input on the urban forest plan. They were um, tabling at uh, Bohol Circle Immigrant Park Grand Opening, as well as this last weekend, storytelling and drumming festival. There's an online survey. So I encourage the public and everyone to uh, complete that survey and, and tell us how you feel about our Public trees. And that concludes my report. Happy to answer any questions. Hey, Tara, we actually can't, your sound's not working. So I'll step in and just for in the meantime, um, Vice Chair, Alexander, your question?
4: Um, I just I just wanted to comment. Um, I wanted to thank you, Amy, for all of your hard work with ARPD. I certainly enjoyed working with you as chair of the commission for four years. Um, David, I look forward to working with you and what you have to bring to ARPD. Um, you know how special ARPD is to my heart. So i um, I'm looking forward to all of the new and keeping some of the old too and blending it all together. So I just wanted to, to thank you for um, all of your hard work. Thank you. And I don't like you know I'll, I'll make the other comment later.
3: Any other questions or comments?
1: Okay.
3: Uh, let's see. Can you hear me now? Yes, we
2: can. Okay, sorry, I had it set to something else. Oh, good. Uh, were there any other questions for Director Wildridge? No? Okay, the next item on the agenda is the reports from individual commissioners. Uh, would anyone like to begin? Right, okay. Commissioner
1: Jones? Happy Valentine week. Um, a, a couple of weeks ago, I attended the, uh, so it was January 21st. I attended the Rose Pruning at Lincoln Park. I was, well, first of all, I didn't know that there was a rose garden there. So I was thrilled to see um, so many volunteers maintaining the gorgeous roses. The, the one um, overarching thing I did like was that each rose is labeled as to what type of rose it is. I got to meet some great people. Um, The uh, one of the um, lead volunteers had pamphlets, Uh, she belongs to uh, the American Rose Society, um, which she gets to travel all over the world to discuss roses, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, So yeah, hopefully you can get out and check out the the rose garden. It's really beautiful. Well done. That's all I have to report. Okay, And Commissioner Robbins.
0: Yeah, I attended the um, Boho Circle Immigrant um, Park and initiation, if you will. Uh, I got there early and uh, was able to help a little bit park uh commission or department uh setting up uh was not able to be there for the picture at the end because my back just kind of gave out after a couple hours um but i'm I'm just again so proud of that park and so proud of the fact that we have the name the name boho circle immigrant park um i, I think it's a uh, very amazing um, to be able to honor these individuals that have been in Alameda for as long as they have um, uh, with this park. And it was great to see so many of them coming out dressed to the nines. I don't know how many of you younger folk uh, would know what that term means, but it was beautiful to see them dressed as they were um, and, and having such a great time at the, uh, at the park. Uh, that's all I have for this month.
4: Vice Chair Alexander. Thank you. Um, first of all, I would like to thank uh, Commissioner Wynn for her service. Um, she was a wonderful addition to our group. It was nice to have um, a younger person with us. I really appreciated her willingness to share her ideas. She didn't agree with us all the time, but she was willing to share her thoughts, and I really appreciated her perspective. I hope that we will get someone like her to um, fill her seat. I think it's important for us to have a little younger view on the commission too, to blend with um, all our all, all knowledge too. Um, unfortunately, I was unable to attend Bohol Circle. We had a family uh, emergency come up at the very last minute. Um, I did attend the drumming festival um, at Mastic, which was very well done. The kids really seemed to have a good time. and. The puppet show was really fun. I felt like I was sitting in a school assembly, again, like the old days, but it was very well run. I'd like to thank Ed Callis and his staff for all of their hard work there. Um, My husband and his friend who are former park directors both decided to try pickleball this week. So I went with them up to the courts at Lincoln. And unfortunately, they weren't quite finished being prepared yet. But I had a lovely um, talk with some of the community members about pickleball and their concerns. And I'm uh, going to make a point to go up there a little bit more often and have chats with them about what they think we need to do to improve the pickleball situation, even the area there at Lincoln. So David, you'll probably be hearing from me about some of the ideas that I have. I would um, also like to talk about um, the use of our tennis courts. We've spent over $350,000 in the last few months resurfacing the tennis courts and the pickleball courts and changing the lights and all of that. But just in the last few weeks, and yesterday I was really disappointed when I went by uh, tennis courts and people were having their dogs run on the tennis court. We've seen bicycles on tennis courts. We've seen kids skateboarding. We've seen the motorized toy cars that they play with. I would just ask the public to um, try and be respectful, you know, of we're trying to keep all of these facilities working in town and it's really hard when they're not used properly. So, um, I just wanted to say that it it was just disappointing when I saw dogs running on the tennis courts, and there was a lot of grass area at the park where this was where they could have been running so that's all I have to say thank you. Um,
2: Over the past month since our last meeting I have been out and about and I have to say it's been really gratifying to see the activity at all the various facilities, whether it was the lighting at Franklin um, or the improvements at Crucy Park that have been made. Uh, Everywhere, every park I go to, drive by or go to, there's always someone working and keeping it, doing the upkeep, even in uh, the rain. So I commend the people that are out there keeping uh, things up up to snuff, as it were. Um, I also want to say that In contrast to the trees being removed at Chochenyo Park, which I thought I would be really sad about, it's actually really nice. It lets in a lot of sunshine to that end of the park. And I know that there'll be new trees growing in, but in the current moment, it's really nice to have that sunshine at the uh, landscape play area at the, I guess, north end of the park. By contrast, the trees and the greenery that's at the uh, Seaplane Lagoon Waterfront Park has really filled in and is looking amazing. And I see a lot of people there every time I, I'm there. And I'm really happy to see that that's being utilized between that and Whale, Whale Park. Um, you know, they're out on the West End, and you would think that there wouldn't be too many people there just because it's a, you know, sort of a ferry parking lot, but it's always being used and it's become, I think, quite an attraction to the West End, so I'm I'm happy that we're introducing greenery and green space to that end of of the island. Um, Apart from that, I haven't done much. I was unable to attend the two major events as a commissioner. Um, Hopefully there'll be more in the future, so I'm excited to attend those. And that's it for me. Uh, Any any additional comments from the commissioners before we move on? Okay. Great. Uh, The first item on our agenda is item 2023-2797, or 6A, which is the recommendation to endorse the Open Space Designs concept, for the Clement Avenue Tilden Parkway project, specifically the East End Dog Park.
3: Director Woldrich. Yes, and I'm bringing in transportation specialist Gail Payne. There she is. Hi, Gail.
5: Good evening, everybody. You want me to share this the uh, presentation? Actually, I can share it. it I, I have, uh, if you don't mind. Sure. Great. Okay. So this, tonight is the, or this agenda item is for Clement Avenue Tilden Way project. Like, um, was said. We're asking you to endorse the open space design concept this evening, and let me just orient you. The orange area is where the project is, and that just helps to show it's next to the gateway, a gateway of Alameda. It's a, a few minute bike ride to Fruitvale BART, and the project goals improve safety is paramount improve mobility for all roadway users improve bicycling and walking provide flood reduction and landscaping opportunities we heard a lot from folks in this area in particular not having much open space so improving open space and uh, reducing greenhouse gas emissions and complying with city policies and plans we're fortunate that we do have a grant that we won 8.4 billion With local matches 10 million. And we have purchased the property north of Tilden Way from Union Pacific for about 1.6 million. And that's from the bridge all the way to Clement and Broadway. And we do need to do additional environmental cleanup to the soils for about $1 million. So that leaves about 6.2 million to improve the space, extend the across the Alameda Trail, make it safer, and improve the open space opportunities in this area. And as you can see, there's not, like I said, not a lot of open space here, so that's definitely what we're trying to get out of this project. In 2022, we focused on reaching out to the community and also developing a concept, and we had two rounds of outreach virtual workshops. We even tried in-person open houses. We had two online surveys. And what we heard here is, as you see with all the red, people are dissatisfied with the safety and operations of the Clement-Tilden area people are wanting slower speeds, better connectivity for bicyclists. We heard a lot like I said about wanting more greenery, open space and dog park and we I got some great emails. I even got a, a one with a photo of of a dog um exclaiming how how much a dog park is wanted in this area. So we we definitely understand that viewpoint. And about the safety, it is one of the um uh, high injury corridors there in the red. We have a high crash intersection. So it's definitely a high priority for the city to make safer and out of the five gateways in town. It actually has capacity. That's what the green means in the yellow. So there is room uh, under this. It's underutilized space on the roadways. It is, we are trying to extend the cross Alameda Trail. This is the Eastern part of it. So it's one of the last parts that we're trying to open. This is one of the best places to, if you were gonna catch a bus, you're gonna find a bus quickly in this part of town. It has some of the best service, bus service in town, a few minute bus ride to Fruitvale BART. So we definitely made that a high priority to to make that uh, operating better. It's also a truck route, Tilden Way and um, Broadway and Clement Avenue, except if you're coming off the bridge going on Tilden trying to get to the truck route on Clement Avenue, trucks have a difficult time and cannot make the sharp right turn. So it's actually a truck route that's not quite functioning correctly, especially if you're uh, driving a big truck. So that's something that's a part of this concept is to improve that. And so just here's the eastern part of the concept and does show a roundabout proposed in the intersection of Tilden, Blanding, and Fernside. We have the Cross Alameda Trail along the northern part of the new public right-of-way. And the this green color that's the lighter green color does, um, we do have some big spaces for um, to for open space in the staff report it shows here that this blue color is a a smaller dog park area and in the staff report it mentions a bigger area and this is the bigger area that the staff report mentions it's maybe for a a, another potential dog park um and um director woldridge was asking how much the space is and the consultant did come back with seventeen thousand. Um, square feet as as a, a more accurate um, area space, and then the consultant did also say that this is under 5,000. the the smaller dog park area is more like I think it was 3,500, and then this is the western part of of the concept, and we are extending to improve the truck route, extending. Clement Avenue from Broadway only in one direction so that to make that right turn work for trucks coming off the bridge, Tilden to Clement Avenue directly go to the truck route. And this is just shows all the different benefits from safety to mobility, flood reduction, landscaping, and complying with city plans. We are going to city council March 7th. Designing this year, construction next year, and completing it in 2025. And with that, can you also see this? This is just the last slide. I just wanted to show the full uh, concept rather than piecemeal, if that's helpful. And that concludes my remarks. Thank you for your time.
3: So I'm just gonna jump in and add a little bit of comment on the, you know, we have discussed this, potential, this area is a potential dog park in our search for an East End Bay Farm Island Dog Park location. And the last vote that the Commission uh, made was to, to that the Lidecker was not an appropriate site at Lidecker Park and for staff to work with transportation staff for, um, potential dog park as part of this project. So, um, especially given the change my recommendation to you um, especially given the change of sizes that came in after the staff report was published where you see the blue where it says dog park 3500 is really not um thank you gail is just not a, a size that you can do much with as a dog park. And for comparison the location we were looking at um at Lidecker Park was just was about 10,000 square feet. And we were already considering that to be a pretty small dog park. Um, so I so just to clarify with these open spaces, all the light green, those are potentially programmable open space areas, whether for dog park or other uses, um, and then wood be built as part of this we would put our uh, dog park funds toward it to support that and then um, ultimately recreation and parks department would be responsible then to maintain the open spot open space areas um, as these kind of pocket parks in this area so when it comes to dog park i would really recommend looking at this um, larger area that Ms. Payne was pointing out. Um, that's about 17,000 square feet. Um, how we program that could, um, it could be, I, I think could be for further discussion. Do we do it just as a mixed use dog park or is it, do we split it into two uh, two dog parks? So that certainly could be a discussion point at, at some point in time as we look toward design, so. Um, I'm happy to answer any other questions. Oh, the other thing I wanted to, to mention, um, there are, as we've talked about before, uh, I think <clears throat> potential uh, funding opportunities with Starbucks being right here, Pet Food Express being right here as well. Staff certainly plans to reach out to those corporations to see if they are willing to um, put financial support into this project, because it'll certainly benefit the, their businesses. Um, and then. Uh, we will need to look at some sort of connection point from the parking lot uh, so that people can get
5: across to the the dog park. So could I just there is a required sidewalk that um, BCDC has required the um, adjacent shopping center to have to go to their waterfront, and so we are using that as part of the northern part of this project that's by Starbucks. So um we're expecting the shopping center to keep that sidewalk there because it is a requirement. Right. So with that
3: we are open uh Ms. Payne and I are both open for any questions. <laughs> Terry so- you're um you here your now sound there
2: there there you are sorry I'm having microphone issues um thank you Ms Payne for bringing this to us tonight um I do have a quick question maybe it's procedural I just want to make sure before we discuss this uh that we know what we are able to I guess influence as a commission at this point we're making a recommendation to City hall, just on the dog end
3: portion of this transportation proposal, correct?
6: Amy,
3: that's correct. Um, that's really this commission's purview. Is um, I, I would broaden it slightly that it's for the open space areas, all of the light green areas. You can make a recommendation on how you'd like to see those. I also recognize that there's a very quick turnaround of when this is going to City Council in March on March seventh. So um, there's time we could we we don't have to determine all programming tonight but i think we definitely should make a recommendation or not on whether a dog park will be included as part of this project And my follow-up question is with regards to the two
2: different i say parcels the green open space and the uh delineated dog park on this map is it an either or proposition or can we Advocate for both to be used as dog parks, whether it be large and
3: small. Are are we limited in any way as to what we request? We are not. They could be large. large and small. That's originally what I was anticipating in the in the staff report when I thought it was closer to five thousand square feet. Um, I would caution against do. I would caution about doing thirty five hundred square foot dog park because it's just quite small. Um, I mean, that's that's there's, you know. It, I'm trying to think of a comparison, but you know, there's many homes that are about 2,500 square feet. Um, and, and and so you throw a few dogs in there in that size, it would, I would be a little bit concerned. The only downside of doing two separated dog parks is cost. Um, if, if, for example, if we took the 17,000 and simply put a, a fence in the middle and the appropriate gates so that it was separated, we still would only have, we could design it so we only had utility, one set of utilities, um, primarily domestic water. Um, this project will already be bringing in electrical and um, irrigation. Um, we'd like to include domestic water as well. So there's a drinking fountain for, for humans and pups. Um, and to do two of those would start to get expen- really expensive to lay the utilities for that because now you're spreading it to two separate locations.
2: Thank you. Uh were there any other further clarifying questions from the commissioners before we open this to public comment?
1: I have a question. Commissioner Jones. Um thank you for the presentation. Um And maybe you've touched on this and I didn't, uh, I didn't catch. Where is park, where would the parking be if they're, regardless of where the dog, and you know, I agree with Director Woolridge that 3,500 square feet is quite limited space, but at either um, location, where would parking be? Is that part of the, I, I don't see it as part of the the schematic here, right.
3: It's a a great question. And because it's always a a concern. Um, uh, I I have not yet had an opportunity to reach out to the, the, um, owners of, of, um, Bridgeside, the shopping center, um, Mm -hmm. but would certainly reach out to them. Um, the, the intention and hope is that they would be willing to allow for shared parking. Um, there's usually I'm over there a decent amount and there's, there's always, there's pretty much always available parking on that side of the parking lot. Um, And given that a dog park would certainly benefit um, those two businesses in particular that I mentioned, um, I think it's really in everyone's interest to allow for shared parking.
1: Thank you. I
4: just have a quick question. Um, Director Woolridge, if we were to put the two dog parks in that larger area, what is your estimated cost for that?
3: Well, we have 75,000. I think when we got that 75,000 allocated, that was a couple of years ago and so I think it's already probably not enough. I don't have a very a solid cost for you at this time. Um I do think it'll be more than the 75,000, but given that there's shared um Cost efficiencies with the the construction already happening um, that needs to be taken into account as well. So what I w- what what our department would do is work with um, the architects, uh, you know, come up with the design, work with with the architects that Ms. Payne is working with, and and you know, see if they can help us cost that out because. We, you know, they're doing, for example, the grading and all of that, and and so really, we're, we would be providing the fencing and the surfacing and the amenities um, as part of this park. So, um, I'm confident we can make the seventeen thousand work. Okay, thank square you. Square feet work. Mm-hmm.
2: Questions before you open this up to public comment? Okay. All right, at this time, are there any public comments on agenda item 6A?
0: Uh, The first speaker will be Kevis Brownson.
7: Okay. Hi, uh, my name is Kevis Brownson, as you just heard. Um, I'm thrilled to um, see that. The dog park is being considered as part of this project we currently drive to the dog to Main Street dog park and um, we could walk here so I just want to really, really advocate for having a water source for dogs and people is um, an essential part of this project so if that means only one area Um, Four dogs, mixed use, small and large, that's fine. Just make sure that the water is there. Um, As uh, schlepping water in plastic containers back and forth is just not great at Main Street. Okay, so hope that this can go forward. Thank you.
2: All right, thank you very much. Are there any additional comp- public comment on agenda item 6A?
0: And no one else is raising their hand at the time.
2: Okay. Uh, commissioners, discussion thoughts. All right. Commissioner Robbins.
0: Um, <clears throat> Gail, thank you very much for the presentation. I I never really thought of this whole area of being used um, in, in this manner. I mean the, the land has always been there but um, I I'm just I'm really pleased to see the development um, uh, especially the connector from Clement down to Tilden Way. Um, and, and also the just the circle, um drive versus having a um stoplight there so overall uh, just the the whole transformation I think is going to be um well done I I'm just uh, it's great that the pet food Express is right there right next to where the proposed pet uh park would be but um I yeah as long as we can provide water um then I'm I guess I'm okay depending on any input that we get from any of the other um, commissioners.
2: Anyone else like to add to that? Vice-Chair Alexander.
4: Thank you. Thanks for the presentation, Gail. I'm glad that we found a place where we could put a dog park at this part of town. Um, I have no problem with um, the two dog parks in that area. Um, listening to director Woolridge as long as we can come in pretty close to our budget. I have no problem um, supporting the two dog parks in that area, the larger area.
2: Commissioner Jones, any thoughts?
1: I'm trying to envision i th- that area with a roundabout and a dog park. I just, I, I just, I you know, I'm gonna need to look at the the schematic a little closer. I just can't see it. And i i I only have one concern. Um, and I, you know, I like the fact that it's local, but I'm concerning about uh, concerned about parking. Yeah, for, for those that, you know, can't walk from Bay Farm to, you know, that area. So that's my only only concern. Thank you.
2: Okay.
1: Um, I'll go ahead and
2: add to this. I have to fully admit I'm a dog owner and I have walked Broadway down to this pet food express to wash my dog. And every time I go to that intersection. I get very worried for myself and my dog with the very, uh, I would say, unprotected crossing that's there. There's a lot of broken glass along that path behind the Starbucks. And in my mind, it's a very underutilized piece of land. So it's quite large. Um, I didn't realize that was even a potential spot. So that's larger than the the smaller area behind the Pet Food Express, which is quite small. um, I find very attractive. I would really love if we moved forward with this and recommended uh, to go to the businesses there. I've seen at other dog parks, um, at recreational facilities like in Foster City, they have sponsored dog fountains with a little metal plaque. Uh, I wonder if that'd be attractive to the local businesses. You know, this water provided by Pet Food Express, et cetera. Um, Something to keep in mind. But I say on the whole, I'm very pleased that this is a, a larger dog park than I had anticipated. Um, and I do like the fact that while there is a roundabout there, it's kind of separated with that. Um, there's a storm garden and then a multi-use path maybe it's a little more protected. Because I do know that people walking dogs with kids, it's easy to get to, but I'd like a little more protection, which is, I guess, the whole point of this <laughs> traffic measure this part of town because it is a very um, fast moving few lanes of traffic as you come off the i say the fruit Belt bridge i guess the miller sweeney bridge Um, those are my thoughts as a dog owner and i have to say as probably an east end dog park user were there any other thoughts from other commissioners before we do or don't make a recommendation
3: Dr. Mildred. I just want to address um, Commissioner Jones's concern about the parking. Um, I, I'm just not too concerned about the parking because there is such significant parking at that parking. Uh, it's open public parking there. Um, some of it, because of the BCDC area along the estuary, is required to be open to the public for anyone to park where they can't. Um, there, there are sections, uh, components of that at that parking lot. Um, You know and if someone goes to pick up a coffee on their way to the dog park then it's justified for them to park there i think there's you know and then if we work in tandem with the the business uh, the shopping center owners uh to to help them understand the benefits um i'm pretty confident confident that we can get to a place where it is um you know a mutually shared uh parking lot
1: thanks for that clarity director which i appreciate it
2: you're welcome. Further thoughts? I'm gonna make a motion that we endorse the open space design concept as presented in particular with the dog park being put in the, I guess the public land space.
0: I second that.
2: Second by Commissioner Robbins.
3: Could I get a vote, please? Uh, Yes, Commissioner Robbins. Yes. Commissioner Jones. Yes. Vice Chair Alexander. Yes. And Chair Navarro. Yes. Thank you. All right.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening. Um, All right. Uh, agenda Item 6B is 2023-2798, which is the recommendation to endorse the Annual Report on the Climate Action and Resiliency Plan, CARP, and the Annual Report on Transportation. Dr. Woodland?
3: Yes, I am bringing in staff right now to present. So one moment, we have Danielle Mueller, who is our sustainability manager. And there we go, we have Lisa Foster. Uh, Lisa, I think your title's transportation coordinator?
8: Yeah, senior transportation coordinator. Senior transportation coordinator,
3: yes. So um, I'm gonna pass it off to these very able women and, and they're gonna give you their presentation on, on the climate action resiliency plan and transportation plan.
6: Thanks, Amy. Um, I'm gonna start us off. Um, give me one second. Let me screen sharing going. Just fix that a little bit. Okay. Um. Thanks for having me. I'm Danielle Mueller, Sustainability and Resilience Manager. I'm going to be presenting on the 2022 CARP Annual Report and the 2023 Work Plan. Um and Just as a reminder, um, CARP was adopted in 2019, and it lays out the city's plan for how we're going to achieve our climate and GHG reduction goals through clean transportation, clean buildings, uh, sequestering carbon through tree planting and placing of compost, reducing waste, and adapting to sea level rise and other hazards. And of course, equity cuts across all of our CARP goals and initiatives and is an important part of all of the actions we take in response to CARP. Um, this is just showing that since AMP began providing 100% clean energy to all customers in 2020, that 70% of our citywide emissions come from transportation, and 27% come from burning natural gas in buildings. While uh, and then the remainder is related to water, wastewater, and waste. Um, so I just wanted to highlight some of the progress that we've made on on our CARP um, on these areas of CARP um, over the last year. Um, so in clean transportation, we CARP aims to increase the availability of EV charging citywide as well as the adoption of clean transportation options and, um, and shifting more uh, trips to walking, biking, and, tra- and transit. Um, this map is showing some locations of current EV charging around the city at um, business and retail locations, both public and private. Sometimes employers have private EV charging at their locations. Um, So we're working to, uh, we're also working to increase the number of EV chargers in city-owned parking lots, and that's shown here in purple. And in the last year, staff has identified um, a number of sites around town, including several parks, um, and we're working to evaluate um, the feasibility of those sites from an electrical service perspective and just a space um, capacity and we're applying for grants um, through the state and looking at other grant opportunities. Um, at this time, we're currently moving forward with some charges at Civic Center Garage and anticipating having those in 2023 or 2024. Um, in addition, AMP also provides a number of rebates for EV charging and, and um, at residential, commercial, and multifamily properties. They've been increasing the amounts of those rebates recently. They also started providing a new um, e-bike rebate of up to $600, um, depending on uh, your income. And they increased the amount of their used EV rebate. um, And then the active transportation plan was adopted, which I know Lisa will be focusing on. Um, In clean buildings, uh, CARP calls for um, transitioning from gas appliances to electric, and City Council um, adopted Codes requiring that new construction and substantially remodeled buildings, um, citywide, both public and private, um, be all electric. And council also adopted a building decarbonization plan. We conducted some surveys to understand, particularly issues in multifamily buildings, and did outreach to contractors. Um, The city also really focused on solar. Uh, and solar installations this year and streamlined solar permitting, AMP began waiving interconnection fees for solar and providing a solar rebate for income qualified customers. Um, Gas powered leaf blowers were banned effective January January 1st of this year. And I know uh, leaf blowers in Alameda's parks and used by Public Works are also now electric Um, and there are discounts available for landscape contractors who are wishing to switch to electric through California's core program. Um, In last year, the city planted um, 359 trees. There was 188 trees that were removed uh, for a net gain of 171. ARPD planted 56 and removed five. Um, And so overall, the city's increased the urban forest by 580 trees since 2019. Um, And in 2023, we've kicked off the development of an urban forest plan, as Director Bouldres mentioned, um, to looking to expand the urban forest and ensure an equitable distribution of tree canopy cover across the city. Um, So as she mentioned, we have a survey that's out right now. We really encourage and welcome everyone's input on our our urban forest as we develop that plan. We've had a few pop-up events which have been really successful, and we plan to have more throughout the year. as we, as we get this plan through completion. Um, I just wanted to call out on our work on carbon sequestration has been really focused on um, spreading compost in parks and open spaces and um, the really significant addition of our expansion of compost application, particularly that it happened with ARPD applying compost in, um, in uh, parks and open spaces. Um, really significant increase this year, which was great towards our um, towards our goals. Um, and then finally, an adaptation, we're working on a number of adaptation projects that have received funding in this last year. And so we're really beginning to move forward in partnership with a, a working group and a sub-regional working group um, in the Oakland Alameda Estuary and San Leandro Bay, and partnering with them and a number of community partners are going to be um, moving forward with a number of high priority adaptation projects that were identified in CARP in the coming year. And so this is just showing our work plan for 2023 related to CARP, Um, just continuing. We're going to be um, beginning to start thinking about a CARP update, which is due by 2025. So doing our greenhouse gas inventory in 23, and then in 24, starting to plan for that, that CARP update. Um, also working on our urban forest plan, expanding EV charging um, accessibility, uh, building decarbonization, and thinking about electrification of both our public and private buildings. Uh, continuing to increase our compost application and uh, sustainable purchasing requirements, and then launching all of these um, adaptation projects that that we mentioned here. And then I'm going to turn it over to Lisa to continue on the transportation report.
8: Thank you, Danielle. Good evening, Chair Navarro and Commissioners. I will address the annual report on transportation, which shows our progress on city goals related to safety, mobility, and the mode shift required to meet those greenhouse gas emission goals. Uh, Next slide. So Alameda adopted its Vision Zero Action Plan in late 2021 with a goal of zero traffic deaths or severe injuries by 2035. Um, In 2022, uh, two people died and 13 were severely injured in traffic collisions on Alameda streets. So compared to the last couple of years, this represents a decrease in fatalities, but an increase in serious injuries, specifically among people in motor vehicles. Um, The fatalities were one motorcyclist and one driver, both after exiting the Webster Tube. to give some context as of 2021 the city's rate of traffic fatalities and severe injuries per capita was uh, a bit over 50 percent lower than the rate in alameda county and 66 percent lower than the california rate and in 2021 rates did rise for us and for the county and the state and the nation it was a bad year for traffic fatalities um, in the u.s if you could, next slide. We are um, make, doing our work to make things better. Last year, we uh, safety improvements were made at over 113 intersections, nearly 70% of which were on high injury corridors. The improvements included, included rapid flashing beacons, such as the one Caltrans installed at um, Washington Park um, at Central and Page and curb extensions and new and upgraded crosswalk markings and daylighting. An additional set of intersections received signal upgrades that are not mapped here um, that were implementing the signalized intersection equity policy that we passed or that City Council adopted in 2021. Um, So where we had the technical capacity to do this, all locations within 600 feet of parks have had um, now have a pedestrian walk signal granted at every cycle automatically whether or not somebody presses the button uh, from 7 a.m to 7 p.m and we've also implemented leading pedestrian intervals at all signals citywide where it's technically possible and we're working on upgrading some of our technology as we go next slide Last year, uh, 1.7 mi- miles of new bikeways were added, and we are now um, 70% complete on the Cross Alameda Trail uh, for construction. And of course, that connects with Jean Sweeney and the Seaplane Lagoon Promenade. So we now have 53.6 miles of bikeways, uh, although only 22 miles of those are considered low stress for bicyclists. Next slide. And I think, as you know, last at late last year, the city council adopted the active transportation plan. This plan has pedestrian and bicycle improvements. The pedestrian improvements were prioritized in part by park locations, and the plan also includes an all ages and abilities bicycle network that connects parks. The map here you're looking at is what the plan um, thinks we can t- construct by twenty thirty. To make a what we're calling a backbone network of low stress bicycle facilities next slide and then upcoming for this year this is our capital work plan for transportation projects the items in red are things we will at least start construction construction on this year so this does include um, our big project on central uh, which has a two-way cycle track along washington park as well as pedestrian um, improvements and traffic calming. And then similarly near McKinley Park, we'll have construction happening on Clement with a two-way cycle track and traffic calming and pedestrian improvements. And we're also implementing signal improvements along the Cross Alameda Trail between Gene Sweeney and Seaplane Lagoon Promenade and finishing design and planning to begin construction on uh, Grand Avenue, Uh, which will also, again, another two-way cycle track right next to Rittler Park and Wood School. And then the lines in blue are things we'll be working on design for. So one of them is the Lincoln-Marshall Pacific Corridor project that Gail is working on. This does uh, have Longfellow Park on part of it and the Transportation Commission will look at a design concept for that next week on February 15th, if you want to weigh in there. Then um, we also are planning, doing designs for our pavement resurfacing and safety. We do this in chunks of the city so that you'll see a lot of lines on the East End. And that's why it's it's the East End's turn to get pavement resurfacing. And so that we'll have some line, we'll be doing some designs for some streets that get you close to Lincoln Park and then also around Otis, um, or Crucy Park, excuse me. And we will be beginning designing on our neighborhood greenways that were adopted as part of the active transportation plan. And that includes San Jose as along Franklin Park. And then, uh, next slide. In terms of programs, just a few highlights that I thought you'd be interested in. We will continue our bicyclist safety education. We provide funding for uh, education for fifth graders across the city. And then we also do um, pr- help provide some education for adults and families as well. We are planning to do a trails inventory and maintenance plan with a focus on Bay Farm. And then we are also planning on implementing paid parking at the Seaplane Lagoon Ferry Terminal, which would necessitate time-limited parking at the Seaplane Lagoon Promenade uh, Shared Plaza. So uh, next slide. We are taking these reports to a few commissions and boards uh, with the goal of getting to city council for March 21st. Next slide. And we do recommend that you endorse both of these plans, I mean, these reports and also welcome your input as we prepare to take the reports to council. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Myler and Ms. Foster for coming and speaking and presenting these to us tonight. Um, were there any clarifying questions from the commissioners before we open this up to public comment?
4: Vice Chair Alexander. Thank you. Um, thank you for the report. I just have a quick question. I live on Bay Farm Island, and I noticed this Bay Farm Island adaptation project. Could you just go into that a little bit more? What
1: is that?
6: sure um thanks so the city of alameda received um, funding from fema a two million dollar actually it's a congressional um congressional year mark i think they're called community projects now um, two million dollars we're going to be doing the design for the veterans court area adaptation as well as the lagoon outfall that's just down the, the shoreline there on um, the other side of Harbor bay um, club and then we're also going to be, so those will be sort of two short term sea level rise adaptation projects. They were identified in CARP as, as really needing to be addressed in the near term. And then we're going to um, take a look at the entire Bay Farm Island shoreline and sort of develop a, a long range um, concept, just trying to think through what we might be able to, to accomplish in the, in the long term, uh, given our sea level rise projections. Okay, thank you,
4: and I have a question. Maybe the transportation lady could answer this for me. I know that Otis Drive is a state highway, just like Insenal Avenue is. Who do I call to ask them to pave that? That Incinal Avenue has not been paved for years and it's a very bumpy road. So who is it that I contact to get that of? Incinal or Otis?
8: Well,
4: Insenal is worse than Otis.
8: So Encinal, actually, they are repaving it next year, or, excuse me, this year. Um, uh, Caltrans is working on a project on Encinal right now. They have already started some of their electrical work on some of the signals, so you might see some yeah. construction out there, and then the, um, the actual resurfacing is scheduled for later this year. Great. Thank you very much. And I voted... Otis... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I could also tell you they are starting to make plans for repaving their part of Otis as well um, for the coming years.
4: Great, thank you for answering those questions. I really appreciate that. Are
1: there
4: any further clarifying questions?
2: Um, I I do have one quick one, uh, Ms. Foster, just to clarify, or I guess, I think I know what a low stress bicycling lane is, but would you mind telling me one more time because people have asked me and I want to make sure I don't misspeak.
8: Sure. What we have already in the city that we would consider a low stress facility are um, uh, bicycle paths and shared use paths for bicyclists and pedestrians and protected bike lanes. The active transportation plan introduced a new type of facility for the city called a neighborhood greenway. We will also be considering that a low stress facility. And the stress is on the bicyclist. It means it's a, a the kind of facility that might be comfortable for a kid or uh, somebody who bikes more slowly. Um, and so neighborhood greenways are traffic calmed bicycle and pedestrian priority streets um, where the, They generally start as smaller residential streets to start with and then there are interventions done to keep vehicle volumes low and slow and to help people get across larger crossings when they're on one.
2: Thank you. So it was the the greenways that was, I wasn't sure if that was considered part of the less stress network. Okay. Uh, Were there any further questions before we open up agenda item six B to public comment? All right. Were there any public uh, public comments on agenda item 6B?
0: Uh, currently, no one is raising their hands.
2: Okay. okay. Uh, commissioners, before we decide whether or not to endorse the CARP uh, report and work plan and the transportation report and work plan, was there further discussion on this item? Um, you know, I'll just I'll just go ahead and speak first. I know that there is a lot to digest, and I know that we've seen this a few times, so nothing is, I don't think incredibly new to members of this commission, but I will commend you. It is a lot of work. And when I see the output in terms of what's been accomplished and the policy goals and where ARPD fits into this, whether it's adding compost or, EV chargers in park spaces and or, you know, addressing the sea level change and how it affects various park facilities. I commend you. I'm very impressed. And I'm personally happy to support these work programs. Uh, I see the personal benefits in the parks. And with regard to the transportation plan, you know, I personally live near Encino and I see the various calming measures going. In fact, whether it's the the increased red curb, I guess that's, it's sunsetting maybe, or daylighting of curbs around Broadway and Central, or the um, street crossing lights on Broadway at San Jose so children can get to Otis and to Crucy Park. I've seen the, the improvements over the last two years. Um, so personally, I'm in favor of seeing this continue as a resident of Alameda, and I don't have any... Personal suggestions. I mean, it's not my area, my purview. But as it regards to the parks, I've seen the net positive benefits just in the last four years. So thank you. Were there any other comments from commissioners I wanted to add to that or make a motion? I open it up.
0: I make a motion to approve as presented. I'm very pleased with it.
4: I'll
2: second. All right. Second by Vice Chair Alexander. Could I get a vote?
3: Yes. Commissioner Robbins. Yes. And Commissioner Jones. Yes. Vice Chair Alexander. Yes. And Chair Navarro. Yes. All right, that passes unanimously.
2: Uh, and again, thank you for coming and presenting. I know this is a lot of work, and this is but a small a small portion of what you and your teams do. So thank you. And I hope this moves forward through City Council. OK. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Good
8: night.
2: All right. Uh, the final item on the agenda for this evening is items for the next agenda. And
3: that meeting will be on Thursday, March 9th. Yes, so agenda items. Um, One thing I wanted to check in, I know that Vice-Chair Alexander um, is out of town, not able to be at the... um, March meeting. So given that we have one vacant uh, commission seat, I wanted to take a quick poll to make sure that all three of the remaining can attend because otherwise we would not have a quorum and we would need to either cancel March or reschedule to a different time in March if feasible. So um, uh, Chair Navarro, I have a yes. Commissioner Robbins, Commissioner Jones. Yes. Fantastic. Okay. so what we currently have on the agenda for March 1 is to uh, and I review and recommend the Recreation Parks Department budget for the next two uh, next two biennial fiscal uh, fiscal year 2325 um, I will apologize because I had told you I would bring this in in February, but we just weren't able to, to finish uh, reconciling the numbers uh, because all the numbers are still in flux with finance um, as as everyone's putting it together because we had literally just submitted um, our requests. And so uh, we we will have those numbers um, uh, and Mr. Limesater will be uh, pre- presenting that to you in March. Um, the other thing that is A little bit tentative still, but I think fairly certain Uh, Walker Thomas from the Community Development Department um, intends to do a presentation on the public art master plan. Um, This definitely impacts parks in that um, parks are often a place to that that they like to uh, that are a great spot for public art as as seen in the growth of of art in our parks. Um, So that's what we currently have on tap for March. Um, And then. Uh, in April is when we uh, most likely will be talking about um, tennis and pickleball courts in Alameda and, and potential options for that. What, what month for tennis and pickleball? I was reading. Well, we had originally talked about March, um, but I think it might be good to wait until we have a fuller commission. Um, so I propose that we push it. Up. Plus, we have a, a big agenda in March. Um, so I was thinking to have that in April.
2: Were there any agenda items anyone would like to add to that, or items to add to the aden- agenda? Um, I guess I was gonna ask that we revisit the tennis court reservation system, but maybe that should be bundled with the tennis and
3: pickleball in April. Sure. Yes, I can put that on there. And that's um, to clarify- yeah, That's tennis court reservations for individuals, correct? Correct, yeah,
2: it's been mentioned, but I haven't heard. Mm-hmm. And Vice Chair Alexander.
4: I just have a comment about the tennis and pickleball usage. Is there any way that we could um have a representative from the school district available at that meeting for questions that we have about using alameter incidental courts on the weekends? Would that be something that is appropriate? Um
3: we would need to ask them. I will say that I reached out to um, I, I did speak to that to the the superintendent uh, to Superintendent uh, Scudari about that and and he directed me to start with the athletic director. I have uh, had initial emails with the athletic director so that conversation is starting. Hopefully by April we'll have a little bit more information for you. Um, and then we also are uh, internally talking about pickleball. Uh, overlaying pickleball lines at Cruzee Park um, because there is such a need for pickleball. Um, and so that's something at that the Cruzee Park tennis course that we'd like to, to talk to you about at that time. Um, so we hopefully we'll have more information uh, by April.
4: Okay, thank you. You're
3: welcome. Um,
0: <clears throat> I guess for clarification, why would it take until April since it's like the first part of February for the school district? i mean i i think vice chair alexander's comment about getting somebody to come talk to us um why why can't they get back with you and we get them on the calendar i mean for years they've been telling us no um it would really be great to hear the 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 reasoning behind this and and why would it take so long okay Uh um
3: uh, you know, I'll work with Dave and, and we'll certainly uh, request it and, and see if they, they are uh, able and interested to come to the meeting. Vice Chair Alexander.
4: Um, Commissioner Robbins, I would like to hear from them also. So may I propose that we wait till the April meeting since I cannot attend the March meeting?
0: Oh, that's what I thought we were hoping for. Sorry. So, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So sorry. So thank no, you. because, yeah, you you have been a great voice about this. And I'm, um, yeah. Thank so, you. most definitely. Sorry. Okay.
2: So, my understanding is for the next agenda is the proposed biannual budget as well as the community development, public art master plan speaker, and then Correct. 10 pickleball. Okay. Correct. Were there any additional items before we
3: adjourn? Oh, I'm sorry, I did wanna say one thing about uh, the May meeting is being canceled. Um, We can reschedule for a different date in May, uh, but it's canceled because it had to be uh, the same night in in city council chambers is the uh, city council uh, budget workshop, So that's why that that meeting was canceled. You you saw that on your calendars. All right, Uh,
2: I guess this is off agenda. A personal comment before we close out, I want to say a special thank you to Director Woldridge
0: um,
2: for your leadership uh, as a new commissioner. You were very invaluable in helping direct the tenor of this group, and it's been very collegial, and I have really appreciated your leadership um, as a resident and as a commission member. And I don't think I'm alone in those sentiments. If anyone else would like to have their say before you close, close out, please speak up.
0: You're one of the main reasons I really wanted to become a commissioner and I wanted to be on this uh, uh, Recreation and Park Commission. The The amount of work that you've done um, really put Alameda on the map for parks uh, and, and recreation, both. Uh, so you you definitely have um, you piqued my interest in service, um, civil service or or uh, volunteer work, and I look forward to working with you um, in whatever capacity you're in um, in the coming years.
1: Thanks, Chair
4: Alexander. Um, Amy, as you know, I probably wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for you. You sort of talked me into this over a few months period, and I'm so glad that you did. Um, Realizing that I've worked with ARPD for 50 years is kind of scary when I think about it. Um, It's that young 18 year old that started at Cruzee Park, and here I am again. Um, I just wanna thank you for your leadership. It's been great working with you and your staff. Um, And watching what's gone on tonight, we have a woman city manager, we have a woman assistant city manager, we have the two women from the Transportation Commission, and we've got a woman majority on the city council. I know that's my speech in March for Women's History Month, but I figured it was appropriate to say it now. I know that we will probably still be working with you, um, and I wish you all the best in your new job.
1: I wanna say I appreciate, oh, oh sorry, Philly. Uh, I uh, sent Amy an email earlier, uh, I want to also congratulate you and the best of luck to you and your future endeavors. You and I have worked together over a couple of initiatives and uh, hopefully our our partnership will continue in the future in some capacity. Absolutely.
3: And I've said it before and it's from the heart that this, is, this, this configuration and group of people is one of the best commissions I've worked with um, and I've worked with recreation commissions for over 20 years so i really appreciate the um dedication and the drive that each of you have uh toward our parks um it's people like you and what you do and volunteering your time that that helps our jobs be easier and we i just you know keep at it um dave is going to be a great partner for you as well as the rest of the staff um and i'm i'm still here my doors open my phone is the same, so uh, please reach out. I I hope we continue to cross paths. And ARPD will still be under my purview, so uh, I'll still be closely connected. So thank you all, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, All right, and with that,
2: I will officially adjourn the meeting. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you so much.